Hello friends, my name is James Hawkins Jones, and as always I'm joined by my good friends Brian Castiglione and Anthony Alessino, as well as my younger brother, Jack Hawkins Jones. On this show we're all about parlays, overs, unders, spreads, and money lines. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Parlay Hello, beautiful people. As you all know by now, it is football season, the best time of year. But what that also means is that it's fall. And fall is also another great time of year, specifically for fans of Stay Thirsty Company. Why, you ask? Great question. Because all month long through the month of October, Stay Thirsty is doing Droptober. What that means is every single Friday for the month of October, they're dropping brand new products, brand new gear, brand new merch. Hats, hoodies, t-shirts, whatever you could possibly imagine, you could get it at Stay Thirsty Company, all right? And I'll do you one better. Today, for our listeners, we got a 15% off discount for you. 15%, I know, we're basically giving it away at this point. All you've got to do is go to staythirstyco.com. That's staythirstyco, S-T-A-Y-T-H-I-R-S-T-Y-C-O.com. And when you get to check out, you put in promo code HAVOC, H-A-V-O-C, for 15% off your total purchase. Stay thirsty, co. Drop the O-Y and focus on you. What up, guys? We're going to get you back to the show as soon as possible. I promise you that. But before we can do that, we have to make sure that all of our listeners are looking good and feeling better this fall with Saatchi De Dinero. October 14th, Saatchi is releasing their fall 2022 collection, you want a hoodie that's nice and comfortable. You can wear it out when you're running errands. You can wear it out to the bar. You can wear it maybe when you're going to pick up a date. Whatever you want to do this fall, Saatchi's got you covered. These hoodies, they're pre-shrunk, and it's an oversized fit. So basically what that means is you're going to want to grab one size down from what you would normally wear, and you're going to be perfect. You normally a large, grab a medium. Normally a medium, you want to grab a small. It's very simple, very lightweight, very comfortable. We got a promo code for you. The promo code HAVOC, H-A-V-O-C, going to get you 10% off of your total purchase at checkout. SachiDDenero.com is where you want to go for that. SachiDDenero, always authentic, never counterfeit. What up, cucks? And welcome to another episode of Parlez Vous. We're going to have a quick one for you today, a short episode. Why is that, you ask? Good question. The reason for that is your boy is running this show solo dolo today shout out kid cutter um you know the boys they just got some stuff they got to do but we promise we're going to be bringing you two episodes a week every week all season long even if that means it's just your boy by himself going maybe 10 20 minutes giving you the picks that we like so we're not going to have daily fantasy today brian is the one who runs the daily fantasy segment he's got a lot going on right now he's the best man in his brother's wedding tomorrow night so unfortunately, we're not going to have any daily fantasy this week. That's okay. It is what it is. Like I said, we're going to be quick about this one today. You know, I'm just going to make the picks, give you what it is. We're going to keep it fucking moving. It's going to be a short episode. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but doing this alone is not easy. Shout out anybody who does a pod or a radio show or any sort of audio talk show by themselves with nobody to bounce off of. It's definitely not easy. This is only my second go of it. But it is what it is. Let's fucking go for it. We're going to do Thursday Night Football. 
in a battle of an unstoppable force meeting an immovable object. Andy Dalton, 0-11 in his last 11 primetime starts, going against the Arizona Cardinals, who are 0-8 in their last eight home games. Going to be a great one. I have little to no gambling interest in this game. I have little to no viewing interest in this game. It's going to be cards minus 2.5 as we speak. Cards money line is going to be minus 142. The Saints obviously plus 2.5. Their money line is going to be plus 120. And the over-under is 43.5. I don't expect an interesting game. I don't expect this one to be fun. Uh, If you listen to this show long enough, I think the Cardinals suck. I think Cliff Kingsbury is awful now that, um, I mean, it's him and Nat Hackett for worst coaches in the league at this point. For next likely to get fired, it's got to be one of the two of them. I can't believe we'll beat them, but it's a shit show going on in Carolina as well. Over-under is 43.5. I don't know if I said that already, but the only thing that I could say, like, no, don't get me wrong. Both these teams can score. The Saints have been in some shootouts. The Cardinals have been in some shootouts. Cardinals getting their weapons back. Uh, well, losing a weapon, getting a weapon, added Robbie Anderson. I would not be surprised if this is a shootout, like a 24-21 kind of a game that you know gets you right over the over there. But on Thursday night, I will not be denied taking the under until someone proves me wrong. These games are sloppy, coming off of a short week. You throw together two other sloppy teams, one playing with the backup quarterback, losing, you know, no Michael Thomas. Who knows what we're going to get. I would probably go under until I'm proven wrong, and I'd be okay with losing on the under tonight if, if that happens. My only gambling interest in this game, New Hopkins will be making his return coming off of the six-game suspension for PEDs. We talk about this guy all the time, Average Bears Enjoyer on TikTok. Shout out Average Bears Enjoyer. My man runs all sorts of stuff through the AI, has the AI draw results and pictures for him. One of the things that he always does is who's going to score the first touchdown in the primetime games. He does this for regular Sunday slates as well, but the the primetime games, specifically Thursday, are the ones that I really like to look at. Last week he had Khalil Herbert. I think that was the Thursday night. Yeah, that was the Thursday night game last week. He had Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert gets fucking smashed on fourth and one at the goal line, doesn't get in. This also happened in, I believe, the first Thursday game of the year, I think. With the Chargers, the AI spit out Sony Michelle. Again, Sony Michelle gets the goal line carry, just winds up getting stuffed at the goal line. Last Monday, Las Vegas Raiders playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. Not only did the AI spit you out an image of a number 17 wearing Raiders jersey catching a football, that would be Devontae Adams. Not only did it have Devontae Adams catching the football, but behind him was a player in a Chiefs jersey with the number 27. Now, I'm not sure what dude's name is but if you go back and watch the play the first touchdown of that game was not only Devontae Adams but the there's a picture of him running into the end zone with number 27 in red behind him covering him it looks almost identical to what the AI spit out so with that being said I mean that's not the only time the AI has been right the AI has been right I mean if you go to his TikTok it'll tell you what he where he's at Overall, on first touchdown scoring bets, he's like plus 50 bucks or something like that. I haven't checked his profile today, but I did see his TikTok, and the AI gives us a Cardinals player catching a ball with the number 110 on it, 1110. 
So, I mean, we're all going to be interpreting this as DeAndre Hopkins. It's got to be DeAndre. I mean, I'm not sure who wears number 11 on the Cardinals. If you bear with me, since I am by myself, I will try to pull this up really quick. Cardinals. Number doesn't seem like they have a number 11 on their roster currently unless i'm reading this roster incorrect i don't know if they have that number retired for larry fitzgerald yet but it should be very soon but i'm not seeing a number 11 on there so the only way to interpret this ai is going to be number 10 deandre hopkins for the first touchdown of the game i've been riding with the ai look it's not foolproof there's no way to have a foolproof gambling plan here you're never going to know what's going to happen on the field between those lines. But DeAndre Hopkins for the first touchdown score is plus 700. I've seen it at plus 700 on FanDuel. I've seen it at plus 750 elsewhere. And then if you're a little conservative, if you say, well, first touchdown, that's a big bet, Jim. I don't know if I want to make that. That's fine. Anytime touchdown for DeAndre Hopkins is going to be plus 120. That's the action that I'm going to have on the Thursday night game. Other than that, this game is absolutely atrocious. I want no part of it absolutely no part of this game whatsoever and i'm probably not even gonna watch it but that's that on thursday night football you listen last thursday me and brian no one was here to stop us we put the whole thousand on the over 54 and a half in the bills chiefs game i'm sure we're not alone in being people that lost out on that bet i'm positive of it it had to be one of the biggest bets of the of the week last week i thought that bet and Tampa minus eight and a half, I thought were the two safest bets of the week, and I thought wrong. We got crushed. Trying to flip through my notes here right now. Okay, yeah, so we're up to minus $4,150 on the week. Looking through the games, I personally don't see a lot of, a lot to like here. We got Cowboys, uh, Lions at Cowboys, the line seven in the Cowboys' favor. They're minus 330 on the money line. Lions plus 265. Over under is 48 and a half. If anything, I'd say Cowboys minus seven here. But, you know, it's one of those weird games. Dak's coming back. I don't know. Probably not touching this one. The next one up on the slate. Battle of who wants it less. The Colts going up against the Tennessee Titans. Titans are at home. Giving two and a half points to the Colts. Their Titans are going to be minus 136 on the money line. Colts plus 116. Over-under is 42. Again, not one I'm super interested in. Big Blue, the New York Giants are traveling to Jacksonville, where they are now three-point underdogs on the road. This was two and a half. Then it got up as far as three and a half earlier today. FanDuel's giving us plus three right now. This is one I like. I like the Giants plus three. I kind of like the Giants. Moneyline's plus 138. Jaguars are minus 164. Over-under 42 and a half. Probably not going to touch the over-under in this one. But I do like Giants plus three. I do like the money line. 
I like doing some playing around with either one of those. Browns going to Baltimore. Ravens, a very, very bad loss to the Giants last week. Cleveland Browns get their heads kicked in by the Patriots. It's six and a half points for the home team, Baltimore. Going to be minus 295 on the money line. Browns are going to be plus 240 on the money line. Over under, 45 and a half. Um, the Ravens, just lack of ability to close games really, really worries me in this one, especially that defense. They just cannot hold on to a lead here. And you know Chubb and Hunt are going to be running angry. Another one I'm not a huge fan of touching, if we're being completely honest here. Not a huge fan of touching it at all. Here's one I don't mind. The Falcons are going to Cincinnati. Six and a half points is the line. Bengals are the favorite. They're going to be minus 270 on the money line. Falcons are plus 220 on the money line. Over under 47 and a half. Here's one. Now, the Bengals have hit the under, I think, every week this year. So, if anything, you might want to throw the under on the Bengals just because why not? But I definitely, you want to look at the Falcons plus six and a half. I just feel like the Bengals are going to struggle to cover against these boys. I know they're in every game, they're six and zero against the spread. Uh, Joe Burrow's done nothing to show me that that's going to change this week. Going on to the Packers at the Commanders. Commanders are four and a half point underdogs at home. They're plus one eighty eight on the money line. Packers minus two twenty on the, on on the money line. Over under forty one and a half. You keep feeling like a get right game has to come for the Packers here, right? But I have a but here. Carson Wentz heading to the IR. Four to six weeks he's going to miss. Taylor Heineke can ball the fuck out, dude. Taylor Heineke is a legit baller. He reminds me of like Ryan Fitzpatrick where he's not the worst, definitely not the best, but when he gets out there, he's going to sling the damn thing. He's not afraid to throw the ball deep. He'll challenge Jair Alexander for better or for worse. He'll challenge Adrian Amos for better or for worse. I have a weird feeling about the commanders in this one. It's just hard to go against Rodgers again. You know, is he going to drop three straight to three? Now I'm putting quotes up in here. Bad teams, you know, because I mean, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Jets and Giants are bad teams anymore. But, you know, looking at this schedule before the year started, you would have said these are three easy wins for the Packers. And here we go on a skid. I don't know how confident I am to say Heineke can get it done, but I'm definitely probably going to go ahead and have to take Commanders plus four and a half, if anything, here. Bucks Panthers spread is minus ten and a half for the for the Bucks on the road. They're minus five fifty on the money line. Panthers are plus four ten on the money line. Over under is forty. I just I don't want to touch it, but you'd think like the safe play is going to be Bucks minus ten and a half here. But I thought it minus eight and a half against Pittsburgh was the safest bet last week, and they fucking lost that game. So I don't think they're going to lose to the Panthers, but the Panthers are still a formidable team on defense. And who knows what's going on with that interior offensive line in Tampa Bay. Houston Texans are going to be traveling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Raiders are minus 7 at home. They're going to be minus 310 on the money line. Texans plus 250. Over under 45 and a half. Here's one where I probably like the over and I definitely like Raiders laying 7. The Texans are scrappy. They're a frisky team. They compete. They're just not that talented at the end of the day. And the Raiders absolutely need to turn this thing around. And it looked like they were starting to turn this thing around two weeks ago on Monday Night Football. Coming off the bye week, we absolutely have to get a convincing win against the Houston Texans. Jets are going to take on Mr. Limited, Danger Russ Wilson, and the Denver Broncos at home. 
The Broncos are minus one and a half. They're minus 124 on the money line. Jets plus 106 on the money line. Over-unders 38 and a half. I don't know if I'm going to touch. Again, don't touch the over and under. If anything, you might want to go under. But then, like, here's the thing for me as a Jets fan. If I go under in this game and then the Jets wind up scoring 30 fucking points by themselves, which I don't think is likely against the Denver Broncos defense, but it's a very Jet-like thing to do. I didn't think 40 was likely against the um, Dolphins a couple of weeks ago either. Blocking punts, blocking field goals, finding other ways to score points. You never know. It just seems like a Jet-like thing for me to take the under on this one and feel confident about it, and then the Jets just find ways to score a million points. I will. I do love the money line and the plus one and a half. Take them both separately. Why not? Seattle Seahawks are traveling to the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers minus five and a half at home, minus 245 on the money line. Hawks plus 200, overs 50 and a half. I know Denver is a very good defense. The Chargers are not that great of a defense. A lot of alarming things are coming from the Chargers, the, what we see on the field. A couple of plays go the wrong way. Now, they didn't. I know we're playing the if game, and we all know what I like to say about ifs, but one or two things break the wrong way, and they lose, and we are ripping Herbert apart this week in the media for his performance. Like we said, 37 of 38 career starts. He throws a passing touchdown. FanDuel goes ahead and super boosts minus 800 to plus 100 for him to throw one passing touchdown, and he doesn't do it. These guys in Vegas know what they're doing. I do not trust a super boost. I will not fuck with any super boosts ever. I just feel like it's like hitting on 16 at a blackjack table. They're designing this shit for the house to win. They're trying to sucker you in to a bad bet because they're showing you this massive you know, 900-point odd boost. But they know something that you don't. You're just like, oh, Herbert slings the rock around. You know, it's fucking prime time. He's got Mike Dobb out there and the boys. I'll take it for plus 100. You're going to give me 900 points? Yeah, I'll take it. Why not? And then guess what? FanDuel's laughing all the way to the bank because Herbert doesn't get it done. Bosa, I believe, still banged up. J.C. Jackson's still banged up. They're not looking great. The defense has not been up to snuff again this year. I don't like the Chargers. I I, I love the, the Seahawks, honestly. I love the Seahawks both ways. Kansas City Chiefs traveling to the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. They're plus 128 on the money line. Chiefs minus 152 on the money line. Over-unders 48-and-a-half. Chiefs probably don't drop two in a row. The Niners are another team that's beat the fuck up. Here we go. We said it on Tuesday. Shocker, shocker. Another Kyle Shanahan Niners team that is riddled with injuries across the entire board. I know they're a tough team. I know they play good defense. I know Jimmy G isn't going to lose it for them, but it's Patrick Mahomes, dude. Patrick Mahomes does not drop too straight, especially not against teams that they are significantly better than, especially when they have health on their side. Got to go Chiefs minus two and a half. Sunday, is this the Sunday night game? This is the Sunday night game. Pittsburgh's traveling to Miami. Two is going to be back. God bless him. I hope he stays healthy and happy. Don't want to see another two injury. I know I'm a Jets fan. I know I hate the Miami Dolphins. I know I haven't been a big Tua guy. Doesn't mean I want to see anyone's brain get fucking rattled around. I mean, really, we're talking about someone's life. He's a husband now. He's a person. There's more to life than football. 
and we get that these young kids in their first contract, they're playing for the big money. They want that second contract because that's the money that will definitely for sure take care of them and their kids and their kids' kids for the rest of their lives. Do not I love the dog in this guy. I absolutely love the dog in Tua that he wanted to go out there four days after a concussion and now he's ready to come out two weeks again at two weeks or three weeks after a second concussion. I love that for him. But sometimes you need to protect these guys from themselves. God willing, Tua gets out of this game alive. Well, not alive, obviously. God willing, everyone gets out of this game alive. Tua makes it out of this game unscathed. Hopefully he looks good and we can move on from the Tua Miami Dolphin concussion saga. The Dolphins are going to be seven-point favorites at home. Minus 335 on the money line. Steelers plus 270. Over under 44 and a half. While we're talking about concussions, Kenny Pickett is in concussion protocol. I haven't heard anything about it, if he's going to play or not. To me, honestly, I'm not sure it matters right now. Dolphins minus seven. Monday night, we got the Chicago Bears going to New England. It's zappy hour in Monday night football in New England, baby. Bailey zappy. Could he be the next Tom Brady? I don't know. I think people that are Patriots fans are a little too excited about him. But I do think he's just he's been just as good, if not better, than Mac Jones this season so far. Patriots are minus seven and a half, minus three seventy five on the money line. Bears plus three hundred, over under thirty nine and a half. Justin Fields has not looked good. Justin Fields has just simply not looked good this entire year, his entire career, really. Um, they're not getting the ball downfield. All of his most explosive plays, he's doing it with his own legs. He's still double clutching. He's not letting go of the ball when he sees guys open. And Bill Belichick is going to rip you apart. If this is the way that you're going to play offense and you're not going to be able to generate... I mean, they have the one boom play to Dante Pettis. Other than that, they have no explosive plays whatsoever. That's not a way to take down, take down Bill. It's not going to happen. They're going to smother the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. This is probably going to be another primetime snoozer because the Bears, they just don't have it. They don't have the weapons. They don't have the coaching. Justin Fields, it's starting to look like he could be on his way out next year. Got to love, got to love Patriots minus seven and a half. I know I am alone. But I do have picks from everybody else. So without further ado... Let's go, Jack. Jack against the spread is taking Las Vegas minus seven, Green Bay minus four and a half, the Los Angeles Chargers minus five and a half. He's going to put locks on the Jets money line, Green Bay minus four and a half, and Vegas minus seven. Guys doubling down a lot. I'm gonna save his glizzy for later. Here's his he's got a sixteen parlay. It's plus Oh, my God. This is the big dick swing of the week. It doesn't get any bigger of a dick swing than the one we're about to give you right now. You got to love the kid. Um, sticking to his fucking guns, even though he's at work and not with us today. We got the Giants money line, the Colts money line, the Jets money line, the Raiders laying seven, the Packers laying four and a half, and the Bucks laying 11. That spreads 10 and a half now. So that's 61.90 plus 61.90 on that six-teamer. Three money lines, three spreads. You've absolutely got to love it from the young bull, Jack Hawk. Let's keep it moving here to Pancake Louie. 
Pancake Louie against the spread is going to take the Jets plus one and a half, the Giants plus three, and the Tennessee Titans minus two and a half. He's going to lock Atlanta plus six and a half, Seattle plus five and a half, New England minus seven and a half. And he's going for his parlay, three teams, all money lines, Jets, Giants, Seattle plus 1370. Let's keep it moving with Brian. Brian's against the spread. He's going to have Atlanta plus six and a half. Kansas City minus two and a half. Los Angeles Chargers minus five and a half. He's locking the Jets plus one and a half. Baltimore money line. New England money line. Now, Brian's doing something different. He's got a little fucking over-under parlay for us. Three legs. He's going to go over in Detroit versus Dallas. Under in Green Bay versus Washington and under in Jets versus Denver. That's plus 556. Mr. Alessino, he's going to go ahead against the spread and have the Cardinals minus two, but that's two and a half now, right? Packers minus four and a half, Raiders minus seven. He's going to lock the Patriots money line on Monday Night Football. I do not hate that. And he's breaking out a double lock on the Packers money line, which is, I mean, all right, hey, listen. Do or die time for A-Rod, right? His got a three-leg parlay as well. He has the Lions-Cowboys under the Packers' money line and Chargers minus five. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Keep it going with myself. Against the spread, I'm taking Vegas minus seven. The New York Jets plus one and a half. Kansas City minus two and a half. Lock, I'm breaking out a triple lock here. Triple lock, New England minus seven and a half. Belichick shuts these boys down and they get it done probably by 10, minimum by 10. I think they're going to beat the shit out of the Bears. Triple lock that. Take that to the bank to end a week of, of good money making. My parlay, I got four legs. It's KC minus two and a half, Jets money line, Vegas minus seven, Giants plus three. Now let's talk glizzies. Alessino doesn't seem to have one here, so I'm going to call him and see if we can get him live on the show. Brian's glizzy is going to be the Giants. He has the minus three there, but, I mean, we, we're all aware that a glizzy god is, is a money line pick there. Joe, and I'm um, sorry, Pancake Louie, rather. Use, not using his government name. Pancake Louie and Jack both going Atlanta as their glizzy god, which I do not hate. My glizzy god here is going to be Seattle. And I thought about Atlanta, but I just I think Seattle has more explosiveness, obviously, more of an ability to get the you know get this game out of hand for the Chiefs, not the Chiefs, the Bengals. My my mistake. Cincinnati is where I was got confused with the C's. Let's see if we can't get Alessino on the line here.
call has been forwarded. All right. Shocker. We could not get Alicino on the phone. Okay. That's fine. So now I'm here on, on, um, uninterrupted, I guess, is the word. No one's here. No one was here to stop me and Brian last week. Now there's nobody to stop me from being silly, but I'm going to try to use everyone's picks to our, to our advantage here. Got a thousand to spend. We're down forty-one sixty something. Let's go to Jack. Yeah, all right. So Jack, Joe, and. Brian, all have Atlanta plus six and a half in there against the spread picks. So I think we're going to go ahead and put 300 on Atlanta plus six and a half. You know what? No, we're going to go 330. No. Minus 114 is so weird. We're going to get... Whatever we got to do to make it a $300 return. Yeah. So, all right. We're putting 350 on Arizona. I'm sorry, on Atlanta. 350 to win 307. Now we have 650 left to play with. Another name that I believe I saw all across the board. were the Raiders. Yeah, Joe's the only one that doesn't have the Raiders. But Jack's using Vegas against his spread and locking it. I have the Raiders. Brian has the Raiders. So I think that means we put another... Three hundred on the Raiders to win two seventy seven. Vegas Raiders minus seven. Three hundred to win two seventy seven. Which leaves us with three fifty left to play. So here's what I'm gonna do because no one's here to fucking stop me. We're gonna go Jets money line. We're gonna put two hundred on it. Two hundred to win two twelve. And then we're going to get sillier with it. We're breaking out the old bing bong. Giants money line for our, our, the completion of the bing bong here. And then just to be really silly, throw Pats minus seven and a half. Maybe. What if we went and did something real dumb like the Seahawks money line? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do the Seahawks money line. I can't do it. I absolutely cannot bring myself to do it.
Well, two of them picked the Falcons as the glizzy god, right? Let's go three glizzies in one bun. Three-leg parlay. Jets? Giants? Atlanta? Money lines? That's going to be plus 14.68. So 150 is going to win $2,203. So just to recap that one more time for everybody. Atlanta minus six, six and a half, 350 to win 307. Las Vegas minus seven, 300 to win 277. Jets money line, 200 to win 212. And then the old glizzy parlay, Jets, Giants, Falcons money lines, 150 to win 2203. Two of my three guys are going Atlanta glizzy god. That means I got to throw them in this parlay. I do like the Seahawks as my glizzy god. I will just have to say this. Obviously, we try to keep the glizzy god to the good old three-point spread. Three points are better. And so for that reason, the, the Jets glizzy god pick must end. All good things have to come to an end. I think I picked them five straight weeks and won four of them in a row. Or four straight weeks and won three of them in a row. Something silly like that. It's got to end. And don't get me wrong. I will be betting on the New York Jets this week. But they can't be the glizzy god. That's pretty much going to be our show today. I know it was a quick one. It is what it is. Here's what I have to say. I just got a little notifications. Little notification about Elijah Moore is unhappy with the Jets. Now, if you've been paying attention, he, you know, zero targets, zero catches last week. His usage has been down. Did not go to practice for a family matter is what everyone was saying. Now, apparently some source, of course, it's always an unnamed source says the absence is more football-related, quote-unquote, allegedly unhappy with the Jets. Look, that's great. I really, I do believe in Salah and LaFleur and these guys to sit down with him, get him focused. Because can we just talk about something? The Jets' schedule. Pulling it up real quick. Sorry, I just got this alert, which prompted me to do this. Over the last three games since Zach Wilson has been back, the Jets played the Steelers, who were a pretty formidable defense, the Dolphins, who were a pretty formidable defense, and the Packers, who were a very formidable defense. They've been running the shit out of the ball. They've been playing good defense. They haven't needed to throw the ball. It would be different if they needed to throw the ball and needed to get plays made from their guys on the perimeter, and they're still ignoring Elijah Moore. But they're winning games. They're 4 and 2 I Right now, I don't think this is a big deal. I love Elijah Moore. I know Jets fans love having Elijah Moore on this team. If he winds up asking out, I mean, I cannot see, I cannot fathom him not being on the team for the rest of the year. But if he winds up wanting out in the offseason or, um, you know, by the draft at any point down the line but doesn't get out of this rookie contract, it's going to be a massive, massive stain on the face of the New York Jets organization. All of the good things that they have done right now will be horrible if we do not see Elijah Moore play year three in a Jets jersey. They've got to figure this out. I believe that they will. And that's the show. Sorry for the delay. Got a little bit going on right now. 
that's the show. It was a fun one. I enjoyed it. It's really, really not easy doing this alone. I know I said that already. Shout out to the guys. We need. I need you. I miss you. We'll see you on Tuesday. Um, but we're brought to you by House of Havoc Podcasting, Tiger Pack Productions, Sachi D. De Niro, State Thirsty Company, Dino Skate Park, and Justin's Chop Shop of West Hampton Beach. Peace out. Stay tuned.